255. Gang's here. Mostly. Nick, Justin, and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's happening? What's going on? What's up? So, yeah. Jesse was hunting a couple weeks ago. I was gone last week. Justin, you were gone the week before that, weren't you? I had a work issue, and then I had a sick family issue, and I just, it's been one of those, yeah, issues. And so... Tried to get a show together last week, and it was recorded. We had a new guy issue. This is 255 again. V2. <laughs> so this is part. This is take two. D. Had some uh, technical discrepancies that just were unresolvable at the point. So we decided to scratch it and try it again and see what happens. So, we'll get her. Growing pains. Yeah. Yep. It's disappointed, though, Dan. I, I thought you were the wizard. You thought I was the wizard. I, I tried, but there was there was missing audio that I just yeah. couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to dub it in. That's what I was making say. say you I'll tell you what. I would stuff. fill in the blanks. I would have loved to have Mad like lives. been a fly on the wall watching you listen to this for the first time because you weren't you on the episode. Yeah. So you're no. sitting there trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and none well, of it makes sense. I was I was kind of prepared. Because Nick kind of gave me a heads up. So I looked for that issue right away, and I found it right away and fixed it. And so then I started editing, and all of a sudden I'm like, what is going on here? And then, yeah, <laughs> looked a little deeper. And then I was like, should I edit, like, little, should I, like, splice it and then just just say what randomness, you know, in those little spots? Yeah, ball sack. <laughs> Balls. Yeah. <laughs> Decided that would be too much. Decided not to do it. So what the hell's been going on? It's been a while since uh, the four of us have got together. What's uh, anybody been doing? Anything fun? Exciting? Flying? Anything helicopter related besides playing video games and getting paid for doing such? Mm, well played, Dan. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I've man. done all the above. Yeah, you got played for playing video games. No, too? not those. Not not all those. All of the <laughs> helicopter things. Did you get paid to fly? No. I'm close, but... Hey, so your situation is clearly not as impressive as Dan's, but continue. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I'll now go work on my self-esteem. Um, <laughs> now, I did. I have done some flying. I don't... It, it's all a little bit of a blur. What's that? Uh, flying? Yeah. It is a flying you speak of. It, well, and so it's, uh, I am going to apologize ahead of time. 
if I repeat anything, but because I talked about it once already, I'm not really sure what I talked about. So I have done some flying and what I have been doing. You already talked about that part. Smart ass. 30 seconds ago. (laughs) God damn it. What I have, the style of flying that I have been doing is much more of an FAI F3C style. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just as the the cold of winter sets in, you naturally kind of slow down a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But what sounded like fun, so I've got my uh, the 700 comp. Turned down pretty stinking low on the head speed, about 1560, 1580, somewhere around in there. Nice. And really focusing on um, my precision when I'm flying. So uh, I would call it kind of like aggressive sport, except definitely more with a 3D twist. So, you know, really working on like coming left or right. I guess it would be more of like the PPP type maneuvers, you know, a lot of that stuff. Not- yeah, because when you said F3C, I immediately jumped to, you know, like the precision hovering. That's not what you're talking about, I are you? I have been doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that as well. Really going back and, you know, touching back up on the basics. And I guess the best way to explain it is the pilot proficiency program. That's what I've been doing is just randomly reviewing certain things, but then kind of putting in my own twist, you know? So like I'll go from right to left, do a nice big clean loop, really focusing on the center points, making the left and the right half, um, you know, the same size. And then at the bottom, I will just do a 180 aileron roll and then continue it you know, backward skids in and just do the whole loop again, same thing. And instead of flying through the maneuver, I'm doing it at a much slower speed, which is really forcing me to fly the maneuver the whole way, you know, corrections the whole entire time rather than just correcting it, maybe one spot in the loop or something, you know, the comfort zone. Did you find that you had to, like, did you adjust your expo or anything like that? Like, did, did you find that you could visually see the corrections more since, you know, a lot of times when you're flying fast 3D and you know, higher head speed, you're kind of, as you mentioned, flying through the move or ma- waiting until the end of the move to make your major corrections. So, so did you have to adjust the sticks to make it, like, visually look clean? I would have. I would if I wanted it to. But mm-hmm. if you remember... Um, I had kind of mentioned that I had turned my stuff up toward the end of the season, mm-hmm. and then I, I really think it would be almost identical to yours, with the exception of the tail. I think you're always going to fly a little faster tail than I do. Yep. But uh, I left it there on purpose because okay. I'm just, you know, there. when it comes to, like, pure TikToks, and really getting uh, kind of aggressive with the pyro flips and stuff like that, you just need those rates there. I mean, you really do. You can't be sawing way out with your stirs. Um, it's just really hard to get those maneuvers to flow and to be clean when you're just doing massive, massive stirs with your fingers. So I left them there. 
And yes, I can see all of my corrections, but that's okay because it's the beginning of winter. And I just, you know, my goal is that as I continue through, um, there, you know, it'll kind of get better and better. And, and I'm actually really excited to, to get back to that whole PPP thing. Um, just for this, because I kind of did it through last winter and I, I got to tell you, I don't feel like I dropped off over the winter at all. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, you come back mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, I just want to get back to where I was. It really worked well. So that, that's kind of my goal. Now, Heli-wise, what I did, um, still been kind of messing around with the comp. I actually just swapped out the 160 and put the 130 back on. Um, Justin, and he'll get to that, was kind of asking about weights and stuff. And I had wanted to do it, just hadn't got around to it. And so this was kind of the... The final motivation, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go out there. So we hopped on the phone one night and I did that ESC swap, which is, I mean, it's really easy. The only thing that's a pain in the ass is resoldering the UI sensor, which is getting a little old, but. So yeah, that one's ready to go. And I think I'll pretty much be flying it like on 5,000 at the lower head speed and no canopy most of the winter. And what's the uh, flight time? Oh, dude, seven plus. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's because with the canopy off on 5,000s, you're at like 11 and a half pounds. Yeah. On 710s. Yeah. Yeah. Which is freaking fantastic. Which, long enough to go, well, now what do I do? Yeah. Well, long <laughs> well, see, enough that, to. That's yeah. what I said too, Jesse. Like, I got that when I was flying low head speed on the 770, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, it's five and a half minutes. I don't know what to do now. Well, so what I'm going to say to that is that's how I feel when I'm flying harder 3D. But when I Mm -hmm. am really focusing on practicing, you know, specific things, it goes way faster. And I really like the longer flight time. Yeah, for sure. Big time. No question. So you should get a gasser. Yeah, I got one, but I'm, I'm, I found some missing components. I think Dan might have horked them at the fun fly. He did a little <laughs> sabotaged. Yeah, a little gasser swap with some parts. <laughs> I think so. Now I'm remembering. I think uh, so too. I think I ended up there was something wrong with the tail server on one of the gassers, and I think I took it out of the 270. Yeah, I do. I'm remembering it now. Yeah, because I did get that thing out, and I got all the rest of the stuff all laid out on the bench and started working on it, and then spent like a half hour freaking out. I'm like, where is the... I'm missing like... I'm missing the... the Basically, the crashed boom, the little rod guide, and the tail servo, and I was freaking out. Like, where is all this? And, you know, this is post-fun fly, so... I always find a bunch of shit and find a bunch of shit that's missing. And, uh, yeah, but that makes me feel a little bit, a little bit better. As far as wrenching goes, that, uh, yeah, that was it. No, I'm just. Sims? Any simming? You know, yes. So I, I had a, I was on a roll there for a while 
And then I got a huge freaking wrench thrown in my spokes because I updated to Mac uh, OS Sierra. Oh, no. Forgetting that, and I, and I knew this going in, so it's my own fault. I forgot that it cocks up the V control. Basically, when you put the V control into flight sim mode, Mac thinks that it's a like a mouse device. So, and it, it like start, basically your V control takes over the mouse. <laughs> it's oh great, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Mouse. Yeah, yeah, very expensive mouse, and it doesn't work with the shit either as a mouse. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it looks like. It looks like it's actually an Apple problem. I don't think that it's going to be within uh, Mikado's realm to fix it because it, I, I guess it's a problem that happens within certain types of extra. What do they call them? External input devices or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for an update. So I, I let a couple weeks go by before I was like, all right, well, this sucks. So I just... Finally, about three days ago, um, took my little serial code thing or whatever it is and, and wrote it back down again, de-licensed it on the Mac side, and then went over to the Windows side and uh, reinstalled Next over there, which luckily it's really easy. I mean, it's such a fast program. It's not a big deal. And then uh, got it all booted back up. So back to Sim for the last couple days. With flying season in full swing in midsummer right around the corner, one of the most important things to me is getting parts quickly. There's absolutely nothing worse than being out at the field all weekend, banging out the flights only to end the weekend with a crash and to know that you might not be able to get the parts in time to have your heli ready for next weekend. I always look for parts at LowerHeli.com as they have excellent customer service and, of course, fast shipping. I know that as soon as I place an order, Ken is on it. So for all your parts needs, be sure to check out LowerHeli.com. I have not flown in a really long time. Yeah, when was the last time that you actually flew a remote-controlled helicopter? Okay, so it's life. actually here's in the deal. It's it's not it's actually not a long time, but if we're talking about quality or quantity, it's been a while. Uh, I did end up getting an opportunity. I think now I, I got to think back here. It was probably about two weeks ago. In fact, it was two weeks ago because I remember mentioning to you that I was pissed that I didn't get to make it to that show because of work uh, because I was able to get out and fly the Goblin 500 Sport, the three-blade, after having converted it to the Hobbywing 130, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That was removal of the Hobbywing 100 and the Castle BEC Pro, and I finally got that in there. It sat around for a couple of weeks. It got some flight time. Other than that, so that was one flight at lunch on the off chance that I had time and the weather was good. 
other than that, the last time I have flown was our fun fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, okay, Jason, so that was in September. I understand, dude. It has been. Look, I have no excuse for uh, not getting out other than that. Every time I have had personal time to do so. The weather has been horrible and it is killing me. It's not getting any better either. It's not. It absolutely isn't. And so, you know, Nick and I were talking on the phone a lot this week and I said, I'm at the point now where I pretty much just have to carry a heli in the car 24-7 with charged packs ready to go. Just in case, I mean, lunchtime flying at work, we're about to go into daylight savings time or or exit out of daylight Mm -hmm. savings time. By the time you hear this, we will have made the transition, which basically means that here in Washington, for those people that don't know, it will be dark at between four and four thirty for the next two months. So no after after work flying. Um it it has to be it has to be at lunch. And then the other crappy part is when I do get an opportunity to go out on the weekend, my field is underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Last year now it depends on the year, right? But we always have to prepare for it, right? So we had the whole discussion amongst the club on email about what do we do with all the farm equipment is it going to you know be submerged for three months and then hopefully it'll be okay or do we move it uh you know the the last year last year wasn't terrible the year before that was literally like two or three months of either underwater literally underwater or once the water receded it was the thickest, nastiest mud ever to the point where you couldn't even drive on it unless you had a four-wheel drive, which I didn't. And there were a couple of assholes out there that did with the four-wheel drive and tore the shit out of the field. So it's it's just, it is part of the season. It's unfortunate. Um, It's driving me freaking crazy. (laughs) Justin's all out there like, I'm going to get some flights in my yellow submarine. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. No, like two years ago, get this, two years ago when it was really bad and underwater, the only place I could fly from is the little gravel area where the gate is. So I basically (laughs) like I opened the gate. I drove partway in. And I set up a table like on the edge of the lake and flew from the from the shore. I mean, (laughs) time to take up like RC boats in the winter. Yeah, it's been driving me nuts, um, but I've been trying to, you know, stay focused on other stuff and stay motivated. Um, The sim has been a part of that. I have not been flying the sim quite as much as I would like. But I would say I'm probably getting, I think I'm probably getting about two to three nights a week in. And interestingly, you know, you mentioned in yours, your section, Nick, that you're kind of falling back to the PPP style thing. 
I have found myself naturally doing that as well. Um, just to, to, to apply some focus to the actual sim sessions as opposed to just getting on there and doing stupid stuff. So I think once the, the weather and, you know, my calendar come together to allow me to actually fly, that will be, uh, helpful to have under my belt. In the meantime, I am slowly starting the process of pulling apart the speed helis, uh, you know, doing maintenance checks on them. As I've mentioned in past seasons, the winter really isn't the greatest for speed flying around here, at least. Uh, I would say the rain notwithstanding, we probably have another month, maybe month and a half of reasonable temperatures for speed flying and then it tends to get down in the 20s and 30s where uh, you know materials get brittle packs are stressed more heavily and with everything that's at stake in a speed model it's just not worth risking it so they they will pretty much get benched for the remainder of the cold portion of the winter and it's back to 3d stuff so to that end, I have been um, thinking through what I want to do with 3D. We've had the, you know, several episodes where I was talking about I want to do lightweight and maybe it's a Protoss, maybe it's a Black Thunder, whatever. Um, I, I came into the garage about a week and a half ago. I looked at all my models, kind of considering my options. I stared at the Nitro for about six and a half seconds and then turn to the other portion of the fleet. Uh, so it's it's staying on the ground for now. <laughs> uh, and so what I decided to do is I I need something to, to, to keep me motivated and focused when I'm not able to fly for these top, these you know sort of durations. So I am going to make a project out of one of my models, and that is going to be the Goblin Speed. Um, I love that freaking helicopter. I've had it for years now. It's beat up. The paint is, you know, faded. It's just been used and abused. Um, and so I am going to try to turn it into a lightweight 3d model. Mm. So to do that, I'm going to, I'm probably going to, um, I am probably going to end up getting either a new motor or some lighter packs to shave some weight off. Nick and I sat down, as he was alluding to, and had this multi-hour conversation where we were weighing different things on both of our helis. We got a spreadsheet. We were combining stuff and adding and subtracting. And I think, uh, overall, I will be able to get this thing down to between... 10 and three quarters and 11 and a quarter all up weight on 12 S flying at a head speed of, I'm going to target somewhere between 14 and 1700. What, uh, what size packs? So, you know, (laughs) 1800. That's what I was going to say. That's the easiest way to to lose the weight. So so. here's the deal. Speed this and that. Uh, yeah, no those are batteries. Yeah. I'm actually going to run a wire from the ground. <laughs> One of the. 
it's a tether control line. It's, it's a, yeah, guys. It's nine pounds, but it's tethered. It's <laughs> but it's tethered. Yeah, you you hook it to your generator. You can't go inverted. <laughs> the higher you go, the heavier it gets. Very That's aggressive yeah, sport exactly. flying, though. Pitch pumps all day. Yeah, come down. Okay, slowly. so 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 good question, Jesse. Here's the deal on the packs. Uh, you know, the first thing I wanted to do this in phases. Nick and I were talking this through, and and at first I'm like, I'm gonna go and buy all this new shit and do this, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have a lot of spare components, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna sort of steal and swap and do stuff that way first, and see what I can put together. So I'm keeping the existing motor. I'm swapping the Cosmic 200 for the Hobby Wing 130 that I've got in the Goblin 500 Sport. It'll go back to the 100 amp. It works perfectly fine with that, too. And um, it's going to get an upgrade to probably like Rail 716 main blades. Uh, And then on the battery side, I think I want to shoot for something between 3 and 4,000 12S. But to that end, I have a couple of sets of 2,700 12Ss from the Goblin 500 speed. So what I want to do is try it on that and see what kind of flight times I actually get. And I think that'll give me a better feel both weight-wise, like disc loading, and flight time, what I could get out of a, a different size pack. 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm so I did a little bit of math based on what you were telling me. You were getting seven and a half minutes out of a five thousand, Nick, at about the same same weight. I'm thinking that with the twenty seven hundreds, I'm probably going to get somewhere in the range of three to four minutes. So I want to verify that first and then I'll probably you're right. I'll probably go to like the four thousands. I think that makes sense. Fun, fun. So we'll we'll just see. I mean, it may not end up being, you know, permanently a 3D model, but I think it'll be enough fun to do the project, see how it flies, and then based on that and the weights and the disc loadings, make a more informed decision about what the real model is that I'm going to want to get. And that that was kind of the thing I was that, that came to mind for me is are you making any part swaps as far as like the airframe goes or leaving it pretty much as it is as you know, as it comes in the goblin speed kit i am i'm gonna leave it as it is um now that makes it heavier than the competition mm-hmm. than nick sure. 700 comp uh we did identify that there are a couple of opportunities there in terms of um getting like the newer 700 carbon booms and canopies that's probably going to shave like another quarter or so of a pound, which will okay. allow me to get more battery for the same disc loading. But that's like a two or $300 investment. And I want to hold on that first just to see if it's even anything I'm interested in doing. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to pursue. And, uh, oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. I won't go into too much detail, but. I now have a Bavarian Demon Axon. Myself Ooh. and uh, JC Zankel and then my team manager, Danny Melnick, uh, are testing them. Well, how about I rephrase this? They're testing them. You're I'm setting testing. it up. 
<laughs> and staring at the yeah i'm bench testing you're i'm setting it. it up staring at the software and wishing that i could do something because i i can't once a it's week he goes out to the garage plugs it in boots up the software and says yep still works <laughs> No, I know what I do, Nick. I go in there and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I need to tune the head game. All right. That feels good. I'm I'm done. with the heli a little. See how the swash responds. Yeah, looks good. Um, I, I will be providing more detail on this as time goes on. But what I can say is I think people are going to really like this uh, based on what I've seen on the bench <laughs> and, and oh, what I have geez. heard. From my teammates. I can't even take that seriously. Uh, this recommendation holds a lot of weight. I can I can tell. I feel oh, like yeah. it's gonna have a great tale. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I felt like the setup went really good. Really well. <laughs> no, Those but end seriously, points, talking, I was like talking. going back and forth on the end points and it was like BAM! Bam, that bam, slider left, was so right. smooth. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we, we've got our own little team, you know, group chat on Facebook. And so um, I've been a part of that with um, JC and Danny here in the U.S. and then some of the German pilots. And, uh, you know, it sounds like things are going well. They are enjoying the way it flies. So hopefully in the near term, I will be able to provide a similar report. (laughs) Man, let me tell you, that swash menu. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. It gets that shit flat. Every time. Every time. Yeah, I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet. Jesse, you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. I'm assuming Justin's done. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. What do you got? For some, it's a hobby, and for some, it's a passion. But one thing is for sure. When it comes to maintaining a heli fleet, staying organized is a must. Now, if you're flying all the same size and brand of heli, then it's easy. But if not, having a toolbox full of tools that fits all sizes of helis is not a cheap thing. Well, luckily, when it comes to your setup, there's only one tool you need to buy. That's the Soko Heli Tool. No need for having half a dozen swash levelers and pitch gauges. One tool one app, your entire fleet. For more information, log on to www.soco-heli-tools.com Well, definitely more than I got. So as Dan, as you mentioned, the last couple of weeks was, uh, well, last week I, I did attempt to record, or I guess we did record. And then the two previous weeks before that was going on a little bit of a hunting trip. So um, just kind of, I don't know, great. It, it was actually a really good opportunity to, because uh, how often do we get to completely disconnect? It was like nine days, no cell service, no Facebook, no texting, no calls, no politics. I should point that out. Um, 
So no, it was a really good time. Just kind of a little bit of a reset. Um, it was a successful trip, which was nice. Um, so yeah, that that was last couple of weeks. So now since I've been back, one thing that I, I guess kind of relates to the uh, the hobby is the RV. Nick, I do want to. Uh, I know I pointed this out next last week, so not really a huge surprise, but I do want to mention you are no longer the only one who has to stick some uh, some money into the RV this winter. Yeah, it's not fun. No, and Justin, this is probably exactly what you don't want to hear because I know you're in the uh, do I get one, do I not get one camp. But on the way home, luckily, once I got back over the pass, the transmission started slipping pretty good in third gear. Oh, no. Yep. It, it was kind of one of those, like, you know, ticking time bombs, bought an older RV, getting up there on the miles. It, it Not a huge surprise, but I'm thinking, oh, man, this is, I mean, definitely something that has to be dealt with this it gets me to every single fun fly, every single camping trip, it, anything that we're you know doing as a family or uh, for the hobby. This thing is is there, so we'll definitely be uh, ripping that sucker out this winter and putting a little bit of uh, cash into the fun fly machine. So Nick, don't feel too bad, buddy. Um, I will be I doing. Them. <laughs> oh, they're it's a they're piles of crap, like you said. There's no. Yeah, no see, way. that just does not motivate me in any way. No, I you guess got, if, Dan, Dan's literally like flew apart on the freeway. Yes. Nick's like uh, wall was starting to come undone or come on. Yeah. Yep. Right. Isn't that yep. what it was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the tip out. Yeah, Jesse, I fixed you that had all two weeks sorts later. of shit wrong with yours. No, nothing. I thought, I would... didn't you guys have a situation where you even had to have like Nick come over and help you? Oh yeah, when I was troubleshooting like the an idling issue yeah. um, last winter. So yeah, some stuff here and there that, that, that actually ended up almost being, lit on fire. That's that is true. That was oh, at wow. our fun fly. Yeah, oh. when I went, uh, I I never mentioned that when I went into the motorhome. That this was actually like right before we went to record the live show at our at our fun fly. I'm like, man, what is that smell? Just that kind of you know electrical <laughs> burnt smell. First thing I do is go go under the it's fridge. Your That's where house. <laughs> That's where the, you know, the, all the, <laughs> that's where the, the AC, uh, fuses are under there or the, the breakers and then the DC, all the like blade style fuses are under there. And there's just a giant freaking black spot right on the distribution board. And then I look down and the 15 amp fuse is just melted in half. Completely just the plastic is just run down and sagged completely off the blades. <laughs> Where the center, the center of the fuse was not blown, but fully exposed. <laughs> so damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, chalk that one up to just old fuses, bad contact. You know, reduce reduce surface area, increase amperage, sort of a sort of a thing. So replace all those. But yeah, you're you're right, man. There, maintenance, 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 maintenance. Um, besides that, I, I've kind of been looking for. So and this is something I, I want. I don't know. Maybe we can brainstorm. Want your guys' input on. So, looking for a winter project, something that I can you know dive into, kind of sink my teeth into. Not quite. So, been you know putting the funds away when I can to do the winter build. Eventually, I know I've been talking about it. I want to do. I, I do want to add a helicopter to my fleet um, this winter. Most likely at this point in time, it's looking like probably a gasser of some sort. Um, but the timing on that is going to depend on kit availability, when I can actually get my hands on one, um, and then obviously the fun side of things. So in the meantime, 
I was kind of, you know, doing a little bit of brainstorming the last couple of weeks going, man, what can I, what can I do that's going to, you know, and kind of like you, it sounds like you're doing something similar, Justin, like, you know, creating a project, create motivation, get something going much like you. I have not, although it hasn't been two, I guess not quite two and a half months, but a couple, it's only been like three weeks, I think, since I've flown. Um, the weather's just been really horrible around here. Um, not a lack of, I think there was one day last weekend and that was kind of like the getting everything done around the house, kind of ready for winter since I'd been gone for a couple of weeks. So I didn't get the opportunity to make it out then. Weather's looking horrible going forward. So it's like, I got to do something here. Similar to you going, I'm going crazy. So I was thinking, is there some sort of application or project that involves an Arduino board, some sort of programming, something, you know, it's, it's definitely the the thing I like about it. It's not all that expensive. You can do the, the sky's the limit when it comes to that sort of thing. You know, there's always a sensor. There's always more programming. There's always coding, cleaning it up, making the user interface better. Um, that sort of thing. And most of the time they're, I don't know what the right, they're, they're meaty project there. You know, there's usually a lot there to work on. I like thinking through the logic, the problem solving that's involved with those types of projects um, definitely grabs my attention. And it's something that uh, holds my attention and, and keeps me busy. But I was just struggling with like, okay, what's that thing that is going to you know, really pull me in and like, drive me to finish um, fin- kind of sort of a finished product. And I don't know, there, there's a few things I know a, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the temperature controlled lipo storage. Yes. But then we, we ramped it up. I want to see Wi-Fi controlled. Yeah. I want Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi controlled. Wi-Fi. Yeah, dude. So you're sitting in the, you're sitting in the living room like there at night and well, and you look over and you're like, hey, you think I could be cool if I went out and got a couple of flights in? And Kayla's like, yeah, I think that'd be okay. You'd be like, mm, let's warm them up, bitches. Turn and the batteries up. Down and, yeah. <laughs> flip out your oh phone. Oh, my God. Turn- <laughs> well, and also, like, the you know, the live video feed, check in on them, how they're doing, that yeah, sort temperature. of thing. Hey. Get the temperature. Oh, my God. They're on fire. Get the yes. alarm yes. that goes off. According to my phone, our garage is on fire right now. Uh, that was yeah that was definitely thrown out as an option um not sure how interested i guess i am in pursuing that one specifically i could i I definitely can see the application i know in our show that does not exist last week i'll i'll uh, fill in for sage a little bit here he mentioned the you know controlling the leds on a night ship like a true true night shift we're talking going back to old school here mm-hmm. which i know kind of stemmed off to this whole like okay with daylight savings time's coming we've already mentioned this we're going to get completely screwed during the week for our available flying hours with all of us getting home either after dark or very close to dark that by the time you get to the field it's going to be dark um and it's like, okay, so that kind of rules out the conventional, you know, our normal helicopters flying during the week, um, limiting us to the weekends, which is then hoping that the weather is going to cooperate on those weekends. So I know this kind of stemmed into a whole, like, maybe it's not a bad idea to build a night ship. I could actually see, you know, in our area, it's not usually the temperature that's the killer. Um, it's the rain. 
it's the, I mean, we do get a couple weeks where the temperatures might drop down, but overall it's, it gets dark really friggin' early and it rains a lot. But on those days where it's not, I, I'm still getting home from work at a decent time. There would still be plenty of times in the evening to go mess around with a dedicated night machine. Have have you guys ever thought? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, does that make sense or not? I know that, you know, the blades are more expensive, so you're going to have that in the back of your mind when you're flying. You're going to put a lot of time into, you know, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't even say a lot of time. You're going to put some time into a, doing a canopy, getting the wiring done, lighting up the skids, the boom, the, t- the vertical fin, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you nearly dedicate a helicopter to, I, I don't know, I guess, is that something you guys think could work as a solution to this seven hours I, or 10 hours of sunlight a day? I think it could, but I think you really need to be motivated to want to go out there in the dark mm-hmm. when it's cold and fly it. I mean, I, I've been wanting to do a night ship for years now. And I just never seem to find the time or motivation to get around to it. So I personally think it would be really cool, Jesse. Yeah. But do you think you're going to, is it more the journey than the destination on this one? Like I want to, you know, build it and make it all custom and cool. And then you go fly it for like two nights. You're like, all right, back to the sim. Could be on the flip side. um, You know, I look at weeks like this where it's still in the, you know, in the fifties outside or the last couple of days, it's been, it's, it's not like the temperatures have been all that cold. That would deter me from going and flying on a Saturday. Uh, it's, you know, nearly the same temp- temperature. Well, and it might be fun to and, go, you know, the other thing is you don't have to like, don't think of having to go out in the dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, okay, I, you know, I, um, I can't make it out to the field in the morning, but I can get out there at say three o'clock. So you get out there at three yeah. o'clock, you put an hour worth of flying in. It's starting to get dark. You're like, Ooh, I'm starting to run out of light. Oh, sh- sure. I'll grab this fly for another hour and then go home and then go home, get in another six flights or five flights or whatever. Yeah. And then my, my response to the, you know, maybe it was just a novelty or you do a couple of flights, you're like, eh, this is okay, but it's not going to be my, you know, the ticket for winter flying. Well, then my kind of my comeback to that would be maybe that, you know, it, it got me motivated. It was a project and got me to do some flying. But then on the flip side, when it comes to fun fly season next year, Every single year we say, oh, man, how cool would it be to, you know, not have to use the spotlights and have a dedicated night machine. Yeah. So let's say you, you know, you swap it back to a normal helicopter to your daily flyer for the beginning of next season. But then once fun fly season hits, it gives you that opportunity. Like you've already you already have that helicopter built and it's something that as it starts getting dark, you can go switch out the tail boom and throw the other canopy on. And then that's there you go. Yeah, you so really it, kinda, only need. I mean, like if you want to put a couple bucks into it to make it easy as possible, mm-hmm. you just buy another boom and another yeah. tail fin and all yep, that, and, just, and then have them be swappable and use yep. little servo connectors to plug everything together. Yep. It's not that bad. I mean, what it takes you fifteen minutes to swap it out, or twenty minutes to swap everything out before you go to your, you know, one of four or one of three or one of five fun flies each year. That's not bad yeah. at all. 
No, not a big deal. Um, but it's like that's that's kind of the other benefit is you're take I'm taking care of that during the winter versus seems like every year we get to Othello and we're like, man, how cool would it be to have a night ship? You know, a couple guys out there with one, but not having owned one myself personally, I don't know. I th- I think that would be kind of a cool perk to it as well. Kind of kill two birds with one stone. It might give me some opportunity to fly more during the winter, as well as when we get to the fun flies next year, have that as an option for night flying. Yeah, I think that makes sense, dude. So we'll see. Definitely something that could hold me over till I get going on adding another helicopter to the fleet. So yeah, other than that, I I know I mentioned this last week and a couple of weeks ago as as well, but definitely due for a build night. Load all the stuff up, head over to Nick's, lock ourselves in the trailer in one of those like just, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning type nights where you just get everything done. Make the list and then make it happen. Yeah. So always game for that. Yeah, for sure. Just one of those, like, you know, when you're sitting there by yourself and you're like, ah, you wrench for a couple hours. And then before you know it, it's like, ah, I'm going to, you know, head inside. Or maybe you don't get everything done. But when you can just fully dedicate all your attention and just make that list, check all the boxes and, and get it done. So definitely within the next couple of weeks, I'm I'm due for that. So, yeah, other other than that. Oh, Dan, you never got back to me, dude. On the Facebook message. So what happened was this last week, I deleted the simulate next sim off my computer thinking, you know, I, I was motivated to get the sim installed, get everything set up. And I'm like, I'm going to go see if there's a newer version. Went to the website, downloaded the newer version, deleted the old one, went to install it and it had deactivated. So now I was sinking back going, man, what I could not find the email anywhere. I couldn't find the code anywhere. And it's like just sitting there (laughs) kind of beating my head against the wall a little bit. And so remembering back, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I think Dan and I may have split that since they give you two active licenses and I only have one computer. So tried getting a hold of him, but no response, man. Yeah, Jesse, I did see you. I did see the message, and I just uh, hadn't had a chance to, to look for it. <laughs> so it's somewhere in his perfect. password vault. Oh, somewhere. Geez. I'm screwed. I'll take a look for it and see if I can find it, because I got to do the same thing. I mean, I still can use my SIM. It's just not the updated SIM. Ah, I got you. And you can, for the record, whoever purchased it, you can send them an email. Just be mm. like, hey, I lost oh, it. Oh, well, I'll do that. I'll do that. And uh, I've heard that, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name that, that owns it, but they're really cool about it. Oh, they, nice. They, they can look it up. Is it, I'm assuming that's what you're looking to do, right, Jesse? You just want to update it? Yeah, I just, uh, well, I, I did update it. I downloaded the most recent one, not realizing when I deleted it, it de- you know, it deleted ah. out the, the, ac- or the access information or the code. And so it was like, input the code. It shouldn't do. It shouldn't do that. But anyway. Well, and I probably didn't update it right either because I just went and downloaded it again. I think that's how you're supposed version. to do that. I think that's how you're you're supposed to do that one, isn't it, Nick? You just download the whole new file every time yeah. there's an update. Yeah, there's and you no just update. It. it just right. You don't uninstall anything or nothing. You just okay. you know it pops up with the update thing. You hit update, 
But like Jesse was saying, every now and then, I haven't had it lately, but I have had some of them before where it's like, oh, please put your license key in. I went, what? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. But it was like one update last year or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. But if you completely uninstall it, like, you know, you got to replace a hard drive or something like that, then you absolutely have to have it. Yeah, then it'll remove You guys all know me, and you definitely know what I look for when it comes to helicopters, and that is reliability. For several months now, in hundreds of flights, I've been flying the MSH Protos Max. I'm to the point where I have complete confidence when this heli's in the air. I know that the quality manufacturing and the amazing part support from MSH USA will keep this model at the top of my list. For those of you looking for a top-notch 700 or even an 800-class helicopter, that screams quality and has an unbeatable price tag, look no further than MSHUSA.com. Let's see. So Ken and I did that show, right? That was a fun little show. Didn't really uh, talk much about helis, but kind of got, kind of, you know, let people get to know Ken a little bit better. It was kind of fun. But that week... um, that weekend, I actually got a chance to go to the field because one of the guys, one of the old guys, apparently isn't flying anymore, and he was giving all of his shit away, and so they sent an email out, and I had no interest in it, all of his, it was uh, planker stuff, but I figured I'd show up, and I did, and I brought the 770 with me, and it was a, started out beautiful, we should have been flying when we were giving shit away, because as soon as that was done, the uh, the cold weather came in, but, uh, I was able, I did bring the generator, but I only got one flight cause I've only got one pack for that thing for that, uh, 770. And I was excited. I was going to fly the 570, but I'd forgot that we swapped out the batteries. So guess what? <laughs> they didn't have the proper leads on them. The bet. What do you mean? The The batteries for the 570. I oh, the 570. That. Sorry. I was okay, still, got it, I was got still it, got hearing it. 770, and I was That's like... That's what I was getting confused with, too, Nick. No, I was. I was, uh, I was. went to go charge them up, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Can't do it. So so that was... Uh, I did get one flight in on it, and I didn't... I. It's big, man. It's. It feels real big. That's what I, uh, she said, baby. Like, wait a minute. So, so scary big or good big? No, no, no. No, I like it. I like them big. (laughs) 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 The bigger, the better, baby. Conversation, big and turkey Uh, leg shape. No, I, I didn't. You know, it's the I didn't really do much more than some hovering, a little bit of flying around because I'm trying to get you know trying to get the feel for it. Of course, it's it's got Nick's tune on it, which is not a bad thing, but it's just something I'm not used to. So I kind of wanted to play with it a little bit. And um, I was surprised at how quick it was like time to land. You know, I'm like really that that seemed fast. Well, what? Was, uh, which one are you flying on? What bank? Uh, the middle bank, bank two. So it was like 1900 ish, I think. Oh yeah, Something that like shits that. and gets, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it moves. So yeah, it was. It was. It felt it. It just after flying the 570 uh, so much. Um, 
and it's it had been a long it's been a long time our fun flies the last time i flew a gasser um it felt it felt real big it it was nice i'm looking forward to probably won't happen until the spring because it's dark when i leave and it's dark when i get ready to leave and uh working nights it's um I try to get some stuff done in the morning you just, just not left with a lot of time to be honest with you um because it starts to get dark at about days five. off um days off yes do you have those i do um i have as we are going forward i'm going to have less and less days off but uh, I have three days off a week and working nights. Even if you have three days off, you still only really have two days off two days because you get home in the morning and you're tired because you've been up all night. So that day, that first day is kind of a waste. You just don't have to go to work that night. So another, another issue is it's just, it's when it's winter, <laughs> you know I mean? We're, we, we're getting some snow flurries when it's not snowing, it's raining. It's just it's just that time of year. Just shitty weather time of year. So if the weather cooperates, then yeah, days, you know, the days off to fly would be good. But it's just hasn't been cooperating very much. I hate And you that. guys were you guys were talking about winter projects. And I still am absolutely interested in doing a scale project over the winter. The 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 thing is, is um, my work's asking me to 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 put in sixty hours a week, <laughs> so that doesn't leave a lot of time to do much else. No, it doesn't. Um, they're willing to compensate me drastically for it, so it's it's very tempting. Uh, so far, I've agreed to fifty hours a week. We'll see how that goes. If I, I told them I don't want to be locked into it, if I don't like it then I'll scale back and that'll give me time to work on some winter stuff. But what it will definitely do is refill the savings accounts. <laughs> if I do that for next summer, because taking the whole summer off really put a dent <laughs> in that stuff. But, uh, so not, not a lot of flying. I, I got two days in two days of, well, two times to the field and, uh, probably four flights in on that, on that, uh, 770 and i'm liking it it's it's big i'm getting more comfortable with it starting to toss it around a little bit to my ability and um is it something you could see yourself owning i don't i think it's too early to tell right i hate cats anybody want a fucking cat (laughs) (laughs) this is just this is like the old the the first hundred episodes all back again. Yeah, it's like I, I just they're they're quiet and they're sleeping all day long until we go to record. And then they're just fucking all over the place. Anyway, does it? I, I'm I don't think so yet, Justin. Strangely enough, you, you, you're saying you don't think you could see yourself owning one. Not right now. Not not. Cause look, when I, when I, I still haven't swapped out the, the, uh, pack shed, I put EC fives on them yet, but I really like flying that 570. And when I have the 570 and it's going, uh, and I've got the batteries for it, I'm much more inclined at this point 
to take the 570 and fly it. So if they're next, they're side by side. I, I at this point, I'm I'm kind of going with the 570, but that's because I haven't got a. I you know, it's not a fair assessment because I haven't got a lot of time on on the 770. No, that, I understand. Yeah, it's got a. Lot, it's got everything I like. It's got the size. I love that. The sound. I, you know, it's it's um it's a big helicopter, and I really like that. So if it were summer or at least you know early spring, um, and I had more uh, decent decent weather, I don't. I think that I, I'm inclined to think that opinion might change with some time on it. But right now, with the limited time, it's like, eh. I mean. If someone I think said that's to fair. me, I mean, you've only had what you say four flights. Four flights. If someone said to me, Dan, you got to choose right now. Well, it's going to be the five seventy. If you're going to choose between the two right now, it's going to be the five seventy. There's just hands down. Well, I but, I would say if all you could have is one electric, it would be the five seventy. At this point, that's the most successful electric helicopter I've ever owned. Not had a lot of warm and fuzzies with electric helicopters over the years. See, and Justin's over here like, well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put this on his and we're over here just like, just join the 570 club, bro. You might as well. No, no, no. I may Mm -hmm. join the 570 club eventually, but I want a bigger helicopter. Yeah. Get a gasser. You're going to have plenty to choose from next next flying season. Oh, will I? Been there, killed that. Yeah, there's going to be several models to choose from next year, man. Yeah, but uh, so you, uh, Jesse, you mentioned your troubles with the RVs. I actually went and looked uh, at an RV, a thirty footer, last week. Mm-hmm. Now it's in your driveway. No, it's not in my driveway. <laughs> it's um, it's not a I. It's not the style where you guys is like the on the van chassis. This is like. An actual, I don't, I don't know the A class, A A class, class there A, you go. the bus, yeah, yeah. bus yeah, looking yeah. ones. Yeah, it, it's diesel? not in. No, it's not a diesel. That's one of the downfalls. But it does. It did have a, um, a six K Onan generator, mm-hmm. which was nice. And the outside, the out exterior looked pretty good. It looked like the, the rear end was the the back half of it. He had a bit of a brush up against something but not too bad but i wasn't too awful impressed with the interior kind of i don't know it's in that era where everything is blue it's like you know what i mean it's Mm. like it's like got a real blue feel i don't know it's got it's got weird colors in it but i don't know and and then you know that's that whole thing man you 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 pay ten thousand dollars for an rv and you're going to be paying for it every year for as long as you own it. Month. In one way or another. Oh, yeah. You know. Nick will be paying every month. Most people every year. Yeah, no, it's, dude. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to go down that road, but. Um, it's a, Yeah, there, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely a double-edged sword. Have I do not regret buying it whatsoever. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, at least for our fun flying, uh, next year, a rental. I I really mm-hmm. feel that even though it feels like it's a lot of money to drop down at one particular point for a week, it's uh, use it and forget about it. Dude, it is so much cheaper in the long yeah. run. In the long run, right, right. Oh, 
No question. So, and I feel like the other fun flies are close enough that it's not really that. I don't know. It would be nice to have, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like it's that that big of a deal. But so yeah, I guess a, it's just how, how many times per year. Is it yeah, and I'm not gonna like you use the shit out of yours. Because I mean, right? I did like eleven or twelve. Right, and trips I would last year. So that I'm would. I mean, way more expensive to five rent fun flies. Oh, for you, yeah. I'm thinking there's five fun flies and only one of them, maybe two of them, maybe Snohomish and, and ours would be the only ones that I would consider renting one. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Not not a lot of wrenching. Still, like I mentioned, uh, it's it's been on the back burner, the scale ship for years. I've almost pulled the trigger a number of times on it, just haven't done it. And you mentioned the night ship. Hmm, that's every time I see one that I like that looks good, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do that. But then I start looking at, oh my god, all that wiring and the lights, and jeez, I shh. <laughs> no thanks, too much work. It's like building. I feel like a that's all gotten a lot easier. I mean, all the just how cheap and accessible all those cheap. LED strip yes. lights are, and it. Yeah, it's not that big. I, I don't know. I guess to me, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. It would be that bad. I maybe it would be nice to have one just for fun flies, but I don't think I would ever get into just like, oh, I think I'm going to go out tonight yep. and fly the night ship. I think that's how I feel as well. I'd want to be there, but I just don't think it would happen. Yeah, like, like if I bought one, like if someone had like a 600 nitro, right? That selling it really cheap. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I could probably do that for night flying. Don't you have one? Mm-hmm. I've got two 600 nitros. But I'm not going to build a night ship. <laughs> not going to do it. No, I'd much rather, you know, paint little people and stickers and build a scale helicopter. Exactly. See, mm-hmm. now, now you're talking, man. Yeah, much easier. <laughs> little machine gun, little amplifiers <laughs> makes sounds like oh, machine yeah. guns, uh-huh. rocket launchers. Yeah, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah, man! Do some uh, do some water drops on a fake fire. <laughs> wow! Come on, my man. point exactly. How fun would that be? <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I I kind of think the novelty of a scale ship would probably wear off pretty quick um, for me. But I do think it would be fun to build one and then just have it. I don't oh, think yeah. I would fly fly it much, but I think it would be fun to build, and I think. At fun flies, it would be fun to pull it out once or twice, or just kind of um, you know, admire it from afar if it's nice. But yeah, it's it's a lot of time has passed <laughs> in the last few weeks, but not a lot of flying, not a lot of heli stuff's been going on. I've just been uh, focused on work, and that's about it, to be honest with you. Not a lot going on. Well, we should about does it for me. Yeah, we better do some news for us. This week's news is brought to you by superiority.com. All right, so first up, congratulations to Mirko for winning 3DX China with uh, Kyle Dahl and Jamie. Sharing the podium with him. So congratulations, guys. Not first place, though. That was all Mirko. Uh, congratulations there. I see some pictures up on Heli Freak. 
that you remember the Takumi, that crazy looking heli with like didn't wasn't the motor like sideways and stuff in it? Yuri's heli. What do you mean? Do you remember? It's still alive and well. Well, I mean, it was talked about, but then it, it kind of it seemed like it went from a lot to not that much, but then now they're shipping. And I, I mean, I'm looking at a picture that we've got, like, I think one is George's. You probably know the rest of them, Justin. George, Ugo, I think Timo got one. There were a handful of people. But, yeah, they're, like, Are- custom built. Did I mean, Ugo's is, is, it's got, like, a black and purple lightning, kind of like the, um... The cover of Ride the Lightning, Dan. Are they are they prototypes or are they production? No, I think these no, are it's production. production, dude. Yeah. How much are they? I do not know. I'm sure Yuri will <laughs> send us a private message and tell us. Expensive, <laughs> in other words, it's <laughs> got to be. I mean, they're hey, dude. They're, they are. Dan, if you have looking. to ask, you can't afford it, dude. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they look beautiful. I mean, they look amazing. I'd I'd like to it's see. Not thirty two thousand, is it? No, I can't imagine they're thirty-two thousand. Uh, I shouldn't say, but I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> they even went like George's. All of the aluminum's all gold anodized and everything too, for the scorpion theme fuse he's got on there. Uh, let's so see. Is this a three D heli, or is it? Is it? What uh, is it? Speed ish. Is it a speed? Speed ish. Kind of yeah, like I a, think it's primarily speed. Yeah, looks like it. Hmm. Hey, speaking of going real fast in the front and not in the back, uh, T Rex a line came out with a new seven hundred tail gear upgrade for the newer models. This one's a little bit interesting. Uh, so this is a one hundred two tooth M uh, M mod one. Front torque tube drive gear set with a uh, 23 tooth. But what's weird is this is 4.43 ratio. What that basically means is this is for 2150 and above. So I find it odd that... They actually took the time to accommodate people that fly 2150 and above. My guess, and this says right here, effectively reduce tail vibration during overspeed rotation, keeping well tail lock performance and power output to prevent unexpected structure issue during flight. Translation. If you oversped the old ones, they freaking blew up. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, these guys and their connection to the rest of the hobby is just, I don't know. Still, their translator. We are pleased <laughs> yes. to info you. It's probably all the same guy. We are pleased to info you. Yes, we are pleased. <laughs> so horrible. 
Um, Gowie put up a picture of the new uh, X7 FZ. Now, a couple things that I think are kind of cool about this. They switched the battery tray style. So this is a slide-in stick pack removable battery tray, which is pretty cool. Uh, I do believe they have uh, a, a new one-way bearing main gear assembly. And they, they've still got the teetering head and that whole deal. Um, lower body height. Let's see. Ooh, effectively reduce the wind resistance. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what I thought this was kind of cool. The X7 FZ basic kit is 749 bucks. Not yeah, too now bad. That's, that's a reasonable price. And this is the formula style canopy, right? Looks like it to me. I'm not a huge guy. Oh, yeah, actually. absolutely. And that, I still oh, love that canopy. Oh, I love that canopy shape. Yeah. One of my favorites. So I I, I kind of say, hey, good on them. They lowered the price. That's what I was going to say. How does the price compare to the original? It seems like a pretty reasonable price. I yeah, because the X seven, let's see, X seven formula basic kit was nine ten. Yeah, that's quite a reduction. Yeah, I mean that's yeah the X seven kit was nine eighty nine. So yeah, they're dropping the price. So I say good for them because the stick pack definitely makes it nice. Okay, let's see. Um, SAB. Interesting. The Little Big Goblin. You guys see this video? Yep. Yep. Looks like we're going to get something small. Dan, I will sustain from putting a pre-order in for you. Oh, oh, really? Damn it. I was looking for a small heli, said Dan, never, ever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I get a lot of people, a lot of people asking me, hey, what is it? What is it? I don't have a damn clue. They're being very tight-lipped. If I had to guess, I, I mean, I'm just going off the sound in the video. It sounds 200-ish, 250-ish. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's going to be a. Yeah, like a 230. Ooh, 180, Dan? Mm. Oh, that'd be tough. No, I, I agree with Justin. A little in that 250 range. Like Oxy? Yeah, probably. That would kind of make, man, wouldn't that be crazy, Dan, if they did like a 180? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am not buying one if it's a 180. I don't want to work <laughs> on anything that small. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. If it's That's what she said. If it's. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I, uh, if it, if it's like. If it's oxy size, I'll snag one up. Why not? I'll bite. Any smaller? Nah, I don't think so. 
I don't know, man. I Okay, so I'm probably going to take some heat for this, but why? Why not? It's it's one of the few it's, left. It's, it's a just because. It's like, well, let's see. We've got everything else spaced by 50 millimeters. So let's try this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we really think there? Now, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, Justin, you're stupid. Of course, they're going to take a, a 180 to 230 and make a freaking market out of it and blow everyone else out of the water because that's what they seem to do on everything else. They did but it with I the 380. They did, I agree, but I still, I, I don't know. Well, I struggle. If it's oxy size, oxy is the only one really in that class. So, I mean, from a strategic standpoint, it only has to be better than one other helicopter. Right? Yep. And I, I'm surprised. I actually see a lot, like in our forum on HeliFreak and in Facebook, I see a lot of people commenting about, like, you know, when we put up, uh, Justin, you put that up the other day, you know, what are you flying? You get to get out and do this, or what are you building? I still see a lot of people mentioning their oxys. So, yeah, I guess I don't personally, I'm, I admit to a fault that I'm not very in touch with that size market. So I, I don't really have a good concept of how many are out there. Now, when I shared the video, someone said, I think this is horrible. They're going to destroy Oxy, you know, and how could they do that to a good company or something like that? It's like, well, I, competition is good. You know, it's it's healthy. If, if, if FSAB comes in, builds this thing, it's Oxy size, all of a sudden – that takes off. Look at what they did to the 380 market. They came in, they built one. It was good, but then all of a sudden, all these other companies got an opportunity to make one in that size as well. Now, you know, they didn't necessarily do it all that well, some of them, but that was kind of like their fault, you know. It, it helped boost that size. So we'll see. I've got one left, but I think I'm going to talk about it after we get out of the news. This week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com. For superior quality web and mobile development and design with a 100% money-back guarantee. That's always on schedule and budget. Get the most from your website from www.superiority.com or www.dudemanlarry.com. Not kidding. Check him out. Guys, this week we saw uh, an announcement from our chip. Right? You guys all read it? Mm-hmm. Has to do with uh, night flying at Urcha. We're going to... Yep. We're going to spend a little time going over that. Nick, actually, I believe Nick has uh, in front of him... The actual, uh, I guess, announcement posting, right? And yeah. where did they post that onto Facebook? Is that where where was that announcement? That's made? where I saw it. Yes, and it's it's on their Facebook page. Okay, so go ahead, 
Nick, and, and read that to us, and then we will discuss it. Well, uh, unofficially, I think they have they've actually changed their name to the International Radio Control Helicopter Annihilation Association. <laughs> because so double I, A at the end, d- double A, Urcha, uh, <laughs> yeah, Urcha. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, get your seatbelts on, boys. This one's going to be a good one. We are going to go way back and give it to them antique RCHN style on this one, I think. So what they have announced, they announced the dates of the 2017 Urcha Jamboree, which are August 2nd to August 6th. What? That's ridiculous. What? Wait, Dan, wait. That's not oh, that's, that's, oh, yeah. that's, not, yeah. that's wait, not even the punchline, baby. Jeez, oh, I'm getting all riled up here. Yeah. Okay. So now this this one, I mean, this one caught me like a, a rolled up newspaper. I did not see it coming. I don't get it. I don't Justin, you can confirm or deny. I do not believe that there were any safety issues at Urcha as far in regards to night flying. So I just I just don't freaking understand where this came from uh, at an event that the attendance is a wisp of its former self. So what they decide is that, hey, the first piece of information we would like to share is concerning the policy for night flying at the 2017 Jamboree. We're posting this information first so that any of you that wish to night fly can make the proper plans for the event. At the 2017 Urcha Jamboree, your aircraft must meet the following minimum requirements in order to fly at night. Number one, canopy must be illuminated with either glow wire or LED light strips. Check. Main blades must be self-illuminated with an onboard light system. Asterisks right here. There are many manufacturers of official night blades. Do not bring DIY night blades, as we do not feel they meet the safety standards set by factory manufactured night blades. (laughs) (laughs) The boom and tail fin must be illuminated with either glow wire or LED light strips. There will be no spotlight flying at the 2017 Urcha Jamboree. There are many options available for night blades, glow wire, LED light strips, and even special designated light systems. (laughs) Please help us by using the proper equipment on your night machines. What do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet that spotlight flying? How are they going to stop it? It's going to happen. Spotlight flying is going to happen at Urcha. Well, the way they're going to stop it is they're literally going to stay up at night and drive around to each spotlight flying stop or spot and shut them down. The old men are going to stay up that late. I I don't know how else they would do it. So I'm looking at this post, and I mean, 40 comments in, 
they are just getting freaking roasted. I mean, we're talking like Not one. Yeah, like MCPX roasted. It's bad. <sighs> it's really bad. And there are some incredible points in here. Uh, like, okay, if you guys are going to make the uh, assessment with your all professional wisdom, uh, especially being, uh, I mean, the people that are actually making these calls, since I'm sure that all of those people are out flying every weekend because they're active pilots and not just a bunch of old pocket line plankers, uh, at what point do they feel that they have the, the technical knowledge to justify that DIY night blades do not meet air quote safety standards? Because what yeah, I want to make standards. sure... What I want to make sure that they do is I want to make sure that they go over to the scale area or any vintage helicopter, and I want to make sure that they ground each and every one of those. Every woody blade better not lift off the ground. And every... Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean... I think... Go ahead, Dan. Look, I think... Do you do you really think that this is the official Urcha? Do you think it's their doing, or do you think they're being forced into it by the AMA? There, there is. I am calling it right now. There is something dirty as shit with this post right here, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just. I, I can't help but wonder if the AMA didn't didn't uh for the sake of staying on the FAA's good side if they didn't say something to Urcha but the, I, I mean spe- speculating of course but no 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 concept I don't, of- I don't think it's an FAA thing I you know AMA is private property Dan um, yeah but it's the- not about the private property it's about the it's about the old guys at the AMA wanting to stay in the FAA's good graces. I think this is, I mean, okay, let's, let's break it down here. There's obviously a perception by people that night flying spotlight flying, or I, I will call it uh night flying without the, the, the classical setup, right? The mm-hmm. LEDs and shit like that is unsafe. Now, um, I, I personally can't speak from experience on the LED flying, but I can from a lot of experience speak to flying under lights. Okay, now not spotlights, but construction lights. And frankly, uh, I think that um, the construction light flying when the heli is well illuminated is uh, certainly not... Uh, any less safe than an LED lit up model. Okay, because you can fly as if you're flying during the day. Now, okay, you get outside of the lights, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that that requires discipline. It requires um, responsibility. It requires mm-hmm. good judgment. 
those three things that I just mentioned um, are still required to fly a freaking helicopter during the day. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we we haven't added any new requirements here. Uh, so I, I, I struggle with this one. I think this is a fighting a perception thing. And I think the decision was made from what I believe to be a, an uninformed, unexperienced perspective. Um, I, you know, how, how about this? And I think they're actually the first thing that I said when I saw this other than WTF was, are you going to give us construction lights then? And a number of other people said this in the post. Like you don't, you don't just completely cut it off. Flying the model with the LEDs and the glow strips, sorry, is um, kind of stupid. I mean, it's it, it's fine, but they can't. I mean, you can't. <laughs> Why did it's they go fine. after it's so a much style? Why did they go after so much? They basically just like they could have cut. I would be a little more understanding if they just came on and said, guys, after talking about this, we just don't feel like spotlight flying is safe. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to crack down and ban it. Like, I think that would be unfortunate because a lot of people enjoy it. I still have mixed feelings on it, but that's more of me personally. I don't think we've had any record of safety issues with it. From what I've seen at larger events, it usually only gets sketchy at small events, to be completely honest. It's much better at larger events, Mm -hmm. but they just went after everything all at once. You can't even use DIY night blades. I mean, are you kidding? Like, what about the, the... the ones that Perfect Regulators made. I put so many freaking flights on those and had no okay, problems yeah. with those. Let me provide even better perspective. I mean, this you're right, Nick. This is an incredibly short-sighted, draconian approach to a problem that, if exists, I don't believe is as big as what they think. Okay, so perspective. Um. Look at the kinds of loads and conditions that people put their speed helicopters under. Now, we enforce inspections. That's something that we do at MHSFA. That's something that is a general best practice across the board. Um, But you're still dealing with people that could bring a custom or a modified model to the event. And you're asking that person to certify that that model is sound and has been tested in the current configuration and to the best of your ability to discern in the inspection is safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, people can get around that by lying. I'm sure people have. It doesn't matter, though. You blew your shit up and it was all factory. That's correct. So, (laughs) so, uh, no, you're I mean, you're absolutely right, Nick. Fucking dusted it. The point being that we're not subjecting the models to something that is different than what they see during the day in terms of loads. The risk increases because of what if someone, you know, misses the spotlight and then all of a sudden we've got a black heli. It goes where it goes. I get that. I get it. 
I think there are less heavy handed approaches to dealing with this than simply saying no night flying unless it's got LEDs and oh by the way, no custom shit. Yeah, and then I mean, by that their... is the hobby. What do you mean no custom and shit? And how how that's that's what we do. How can you how can you direct it just towards night? Because I'm I'm being genuinely serious. Some of this scale stuff is beautiful. But it flies the, the, sketchy as hell. Yeah, and there's no, custom. there's a lot of, there's not a lot of manufacturing standards in a lot of that. And and scale I, like, stuff. Yeah, I have that, that's exactly what people. I was going to point out. Like the, you know, they're they're kind of leading towards this meet the safety standards set by this the manufactured the factory manufactured night blades. There really isn't. I mean, if if you start taking it to that extent, there's no. QAQC, at, at least what I've seen, QAQC written standards that, you know, these heli manufacturers are following, that designers are following. There's no engineering standards, manufacturing standards, inspection <laughs> <spin> standards, <laughs> manufacturing standards. I mean, if you really want to start drilling down to that level, that level of documentation for the hobby just does not exist, nor, I mean, in my opinion, nor should it at the this level that they're talking about. I well, should invite, we should honest, invite someone the, from Urcha to the show to explain this, because I feel like they could have done themselves a huge favor by not just saying number two there, the rule number two, but given an explanation. Mm-hmm. What, where's that coming from? I, yeah. I, last they, year we had rec- we had complaints about this or someone got injured or yeah. Give us, give us some rationale. Yeah, well, I get it. I, I think, and God, I'll be damned if I ever thought I would have said this, but I think that Tim Jones said it best in this in this post that he put on there on Facebook. He said, there seems to be a comprehensive guide to ruining Urcha that's been enacted. Number one, commercialize it, pay for play. Number two, charge vendors more, give them less, wonder why you have fewer and fewer vendors. Number three, ignore all the real safety hazards. Blame spotlight flying with zero evidence that it's a problem. Number four, make it about everything but the pilot experience. And this is my favorite one. He just nailed it. Number five, be sure the people making the rules and collecting the money are not pilots themselves who actively participate in actual flying <laughs> dude he freaking nailed it drop I mean, the mic yep drop Boom. the mic and walk away that's it yep <laughs> that, that the was stage. the international sign for suck it and i'm out yep. i don't know guys this it ain't something's weird i mean i <sighs> They, they got- the other thing that someone pointed out here, what about the recent flight, you know, the, the fireworks, the, there's so like, kind of to, to Tim's point as well, there's so many other safety things that you could point out. I, I just don't understand how they can single out one like this. And then, like you said, Nick, to the level that they did. Yeah. I mean, I think about. You know, I think about our fun flight, how many people put in flights under the lights. 
I mean, it was awesome from everything to all skill levels, 180s out there to flying the big stuff and just having so much fun. And it was safe and it was good and it grew. You know, there. here's a post up here and it's a kind of a short little story, but I, I love this. Uh, there was a guy out there who I've known for years, goes by the name of Steve Gladden. He isn't a crazy 3D guy. He doesn't have any high performance modern helicopters, but he went out there in the spotlights with this $27 HK450 and Blade 500 3D and flew his heart out and had fun. He didn't care that he doesn't fly like the big guys. He did it because he wanted to have fun. And after he flew, you could sure as hell tell that he did. And that's what it's about. People who are afraid or intimidated by going out and flying during the day, being able to come together in a small group of friends just to have fun. It's all about fun. It's what the hobby is for. You get to hang out with awesome guys, chat about helis, make dick jokes. (laughs) He must be one of our people. (laughs) Watch incredible people do incredible flights. It's a chance for people to go, you know what? I don't care if I crash. I want to fly. And I I mean, to me, that yeah, that's it. I don't get it. I think they've really lost sight. Yeah, something's not right there. I mean, is there like some, yeah, I don't even know. I, I think Tim's last point is what the root cause. Well, they've of it got is. they've had a change in leadership, right? I don't know. Have they? I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. You guys remember when Archie used to be more than just a yearly trade show? When that when it was actually an organization that did shit for the hobby. I I, I do. No, I actually don't remember. I that. don't. I do. I, Back I in really 2008, don't. 2007, 2008. I used to go to their website because they had uh, proficiency. They they had that proficiency kind of a skills checklist where you could get certified. Oh, that you remember? We got roasted. We did, yes. But th- that was different, though. That was to get like a uh, uh, certificate to, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, officially, unofficially, however you want to say it, to, to be like an instructor, like a local instructor to help people, you know, to, to, to show that you what? could help people. <laughs> what is this helping people you speak of? I don't know. They just, they used to, they had a, they had a reason back then. And now it's, it, all it is, is it's a moneymaker for a, for an event that apparently is losing money year after year at this point. It seems out of the blue, out of yeah, the. It doesn't make sense. It's just, it's like totally out of left field. <laughs> it's like let's just post this shit and see what kind of re- and then no response well that that was kind of my other my other thought is okay if if for some reason they were being kind of pushed or urged or i don't want to say forced but urged to post this to crack down on these rules does is it actually going to translate into enforcement and is this you know is this sort of like we're going to act tough but it's not really going to happen sort of thing. They're just but, putting on a front. But even if they do, right? Even if they put this out, they get, they get annihilated for it and flamed and they go, ooh, shit, maybe that wasn't a good yeah. idea. <laughs> People show up and they do it. The point is that we know your intentions. Whether you have the, you know, the sack to enforce it or not, we know what you want to do and what you're 
feeble little brain thinks is a good idea. And that's the scary part. You know, I'm, there were people putting up in this like, screw it, I'm just going to Camp Harcourt. You know what? Dude, I would absolutely go for it. I mean, at this point, I'm so unimpressed with them in the direction that it's going. At least I feel like the guys over there just want to have a good time and actually make it about the pilots. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say what I mean. I think it's going to have an impact next year. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to have as much of an impact because of limiting night flying as it is because of the perception that they just swooped in and killed everyone's fun. Does that no make question sense? that no question that will have a bigger impact? Yeah, because I mean, you know, I've been there for the last couple of years and night flying does happen and it and it was it was out in force uh this year. But when you look at the number of people there and and even the, you know, 7 or so 750 registered pilots for this season, a very small portion of those actually do the night flying, but a lot of people watch them night fly. And so I think it's the vocal minority is going to make such a big deal out of it. Um, and and frankly, rightfully so, at least without explanation or some concession to a middle ground uh, that others are going to be like, wow, I wasn't going to night fly, but that's pretty crappy. So I'm just not going to bother. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate because, as I said, this year for me was probably one of the most enjoyable ones because of how small and more fun flyish it was. So next year might be even better for you. Because of how much smaller <laughs> it will be. <laughs> it'll, it'll feel like such a small event. <laughs> so I looked on their webpage to see if they had, and if they do just, see if they had some i don't know reasoning if they do they have it buried pretty well i mean it's not obvious so I'm yeah not sure. i don't know i i'm i'm hoping mm-hmm. that because at least the last time i i looked at that facebook post which was hours ago now i hadn't seen any response from them has anyone looked on the forums is there anything in like i have not seen rider or heli freak I haven't seen anything. Like the main forums, nothing like that? No, I haven't seen anything. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it affects <laughs> the overall. I I would love to hear some type of response. I mean, tell us why. Tell us why all of a sudden that this is such a big... Uh, I mean, you want to get him on the show? I sure. Well, I'm gonna have to contain myself. I, I can think, do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I can kind of see them trying to crack down on the spotlight flying. I mean, we've said it ourselves in the past, and, and I know Nick, you just mentioned it, but this this manufactured only blades is just that's so weird. It's so out of nowhere. <laughs> Like, where did yeah, that come I, from? I would not like if I was them, I probably wouldn't I would I would not stop the spot flight 
flying myself. Um, but man, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they did. You know, I guess I feel like I'd be a little. They're gonna be busy because that shit happens all over that field. I mean, at, at all the sites, people are doing that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna make for a long night. You know what else is weird? Like, why now? Yeah. I I mean, why now? Why did they make this announcement? Okay, wait. I've got, so here we go. It's it's late, but it's better than never. There is a thread on Heli Freak, and I got to do a shout out here because our our friend, uh, Mark Jenkins, Brother Jenkins, um, has posted this news on the Heli, Heli Freak main forums. And of course, a huge conversation has ensued and there's back and forth about why and that sucks and blah, 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 blah. So there is one individual um, that then posts the link to the AMA rules and says that it's been in the rules for years and apparently no one enforces it. So I'm going to read this. This is in the AMA National Model Aircraft Safety Code, effective January 1st, 2014, or at least this particular revision. I'm sure it's been around for longer than that. And it is in Section B, Paragraph 8, under Radio Control. RC night flying requires a lighting system providing the pilot with a clear view of the model's attitude and orientation at all times. Can-held illumination systems are inadequate for night flying operations. So, first sentence says, there's got to be a system that illuminates the heli. Now, I can interpret that quite easily to say it doesn't need to be on the heli and construction lights work perfectly fine, but it does, in fairness to them, call out very explicitly that in their code, handheld spotlights do not meet their minimum safety standards. Yeah, I missed the part where it said it has to have the tail fin illuminated. Yeah, that is a DIY blades, yeah. And no, why? I get it. I get it. I'm just saying there's a little bit of basis, and maybe that gives you some clue. At, maybe it was AMA. Maybe AMA said, look, guys, this shit's been going on for years. We're cracking down. Follow our safety code. Okay. So, but but to your point, Nick, if we follow the safety code, the only thing that goes away is the spotlights themselves. It doesn't then enforce all of the additional uh, shit that you just brought up, and it doesn't eliminate the possibility of doing construction lights. So if they're making as much money as they claim off of all these sponsors, even at half the attendance, shit, man, we ca- it cost us over $1,000 for our fun fly in spotlights. That got us three. Urcha could at least do three or four. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. But then everyone would actually have to stay and fly. That'd be weird. Mm, Instead of going home. Instead of going home after dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the AMA is putting a little pressure on them. And taking some liberties as well. Someone needs to be in charge of 
there needs to be like a, a a marketing person that's the final filter before public any, announcement. Yeah, public <laughs> announcement person. That's public like, relations. Okay, we could say that, or <laughs> we <laughs> could say a little bit this, which kind of means the same thing, and not lose fifty percent of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, Alex? Alex, actually, I'd encourage the listeners to go and read um, Alex Rose's response on the snap. Um, you know, MSH owner or MSH USA owner. Um, he he was pretty bummed about this, right? And one of the things that he points out is, uh, so he says, I can see a heli better in the spotlights than in the day with the sun potentially blinding me. It seems, in quotes, daredevil, when in fact it is not. Actually, I'd argue it's much safer than flying with LEDs and has superior visibility. Okay? Okay. I, again, I, mean, I think yeah, it's... And he goes on to say a bunch of other stuff, but I think all of this is... Uh, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I think I it know. is I think it is uh very relative to how the system is implemented. You know what I mean? Like you go back to those what do they keep calling them? The glow strings, right? You remember those old things like a line had them? Oh yeah. and like back I had a I had a fury. My fury canopy had those things on them. And and man, you could hold like a bic lighter out there and get more light than you could out of those. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> faint. They Very were faint. sketch like so, <laughs> and different cut. Like the white all but disappeared, and like you could see a a faint baby blue at some a little bit, you know. And then those old MS composite night blades. Oh yeah, I remember that. My, my point being, you know, they bring that up, so you can have all of their criteria and have a sketchy night heli. But on the flip side, you can have both a sketchy and a very well done spotlight flying setup too. If I guess, and if you want to say even possibly more redundant, you ever seen anyone's, have you ever seen anyone's um, night lights go out? I have a lot of times. Lose half the helicopter in the middle of the flight. Yeah, am I the only one? Yeah, true. That's, true. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen people yeah, lose that, the whole and, front and half. You know what? Whole... Then you're really screwed. Yeah, then you're super screwed. If you have three spotlights on it and one goes out, you still got two. I'm not saying it can't be done sketchy. My point is that it, it's. I don't know, man. I feel like there's. I would have what? just been like, yeah, yeah, it's man, all in yeah, the presentation. Warm. It's it's in the it, presentation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. There's got to be I would I don't know. I would like to think that there's a there's a rational I, I mean, obviously they're taking taking the rule that's in the AMA code, right? But they're they're gerrymandering it for lack of better words to kind of add in whoever's thought process or feelings about a particular aspect of the hobby 
were at that table at that moment. Yeah, at that particular time. Oh, well, since we're doing that, we might as well add uh, this. Tailfin. Yeah, yeah. Got to have tailfin. Oh, yeah, Bob. Yep. Good call, Bob. Yep. Let's do the tailfin. Yep. Got to have that. Oh, not going to see it. It would crash if you didn't have the tailfin. Yep. <laughs> okay. So they all sit, you know. <laughs> Why couple- are we a safe bunch of It's group- interesting. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take this opportunity to engage in a shameless act of self-promotion. One of the guys on this says, um, that they that you know they quote Tim Jones. They basically said exactly what you said, Nick, is no one could have said it better. Uh and so he quotes out the five things that they're doing. Congratulations, you just killed all the fun. And then he goes on to say, This is why events like the Heli Spring Fling, Heli Fall Mowdown, Heli Extravaganza, RCHN, KC Heli, and other similar events will continue in popularity. I like yeah. that. Because we're going to Because make- we're not going to say no night flying. We give you a safe environment in which to do it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> because, hey, wait a minute. Refer to, uh, well, I don't know, Tim's point number one, two, three, four, or whatever it was. Our event is actually about the pilot. Yeah. Hmm. Novel. Yep. Yeah. Not making Weird. money off of the vendors. Okay. Mm. Don't kill it. Okay. <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should adopt that business model. Fuck all these pilots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna come. They're gonna come. I mean, yeah. shit. They're gonna what show they gonna, up. What else are they gonna do in September? Hey, you mad, bro? You mad? Where'd everybody go? You mad, bro? Oh, I feel like the old days. Man. Hey, you know what? Sometimes things require a bit of spice. We'll get this mail. It is what it is. Central roast. I doubt that we would get anybody from Merch on the show, but I think we should still send them an email asking them to clarify their, their position. And just read it. I mean, they might respond to that. Yeah, we are the we are the media after all, aren't we? Kind of, kind of a little bit. Ooh, Ooh. It's, 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 it's a double edged sword on that one. I mean, it's, you know, especially given the state of affairs in our particular country, I'm not sure I ever want to be identified as the yeah, media. Put a label in for yeah. anyone here. We make I'll, shit up like all I'll, them though. I'll send them the questions before we get the email to them. <laughs> Give them the pre read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we have to delete our server. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretend Which, like it didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of server, because I said this last week, and I have kind of a, I, we're getting there, it, but it's it. there's a reason for all the problems as of late. <laughs> um, moving on to the next thing, by the way. Uh, we are... We're, we're essentially what we're doing is because of the amount of data that we have and data. the download count and the, just everything going on and, and you, all of our listeners being so awesome, we've outgrown our server setup. And so we are actually again. splitting again. <laughs> we're splitting into two servers, one that is specifically designed just for high volume MP3 type, um, 
type files. And so all of the episodes are going to be on that one. And then the website and all the rest of the stuff is going to be on another. So um, basically what I'm trying to say is that the reason that we have had episode posting problems is because of you guys. I'm just letting all you know that. Don't blame it on us. It's your fault. <laughs> but <laughs> but we're going to go nice. ahead and be the nice guys. And, uh, and Dude Man Larry is working on fixing that for us. So just bear with us. We have to go dig up passwords. We have to make Dan go dig up passwords yeah. that he hasn't found in years. <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at any of that stuff for seven yeah. years. It's since since cold light strings were the popular thing. <laughs> yeah, and woodies. And woodies, yep. Cold light strings, woodies, and YS62s. Fly bars. Yep. Fly, Fly bars, bars and KBDD paddles. Yep. So, yeah, give us a little bit, but it will be much more awesome when it's all done. And... Uh, Thank you to Larry. He has woken up in the middle of the night. Uh, I think he's doing it all just so that it's easier for him. That's that's really the the big reason. The motive here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Anything else? Yeah. No, we we got more, but I think we can save this till next week. It's a good I want to give this uh this other thing plenty of plenty of credit. Yeah, and I do believe we have in the uh, queue a, a question, do we not? Because I, I got an email saying that a question was sent in that he would like to have answered. Have you guys reviewed that yet? Uh, that one is going to be in next week's show because, okay. once again, I want to make sure that we um, uh, this other topic we got I think will go really good with this question, and we, we just will have the proper amount of time to do it justice. Have you made the switch yet? Well, if you haven't, then you need to get on the ball. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are the perfect way to complete that perfect heli setup. From 250 to 800 class blades in precision and aggressive 3D versions, and with tail blades and night blades too, switch blades give you a large variety of options to get your heli flying the way you want to. Head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com, give them a try today, and I'm sure you'll make the switch. All righty, well, maybe we should do some emails. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You would send me an email to nick at rchelionation.com or catch me on Facebook at nicklenrchn. How about you, Justin? You would send me an email to Justin at RCHN. Oh, geez. Wow. It's been two weeks. Let me try again. Justin at RCHNation.com. <laughs> or catch me on the Facebook or the forums yeah. as Justin Pucci. Jesse? You could send me an email to Jesse at RCHNation.com or catch me on Facebook or the forums as well. If you want to get in touch with Sage, you can do that at sage at rsalination.com. S-A-J-E. Right? Is that right? I get yep. right? Mm-hmm. You got <laughs> it. That. Nailed it. I He's got some weird-ass uh, username on HeliFreak. I'm not sure what the hell it is. I don't know. Razor yeah. Sharp. Something like that. With, like, some exclamations and punctuations Le- and speak. shit. 
and little numbers. bit of jello with the pudding. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can find. I'm sure you can find him on Facebook too, Sage Marvin. Uh, Ken at rcalienation.com if you have any questions about shirts and some registrations all that good stuff I'm Dan you can reach me at dan at rcalienation.com Dan K. Reed on the forums and Facebook I do think that about wraps it up guys this has been episode 255 I'm sure if you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it have a good week we will see you next Monday Monday Indeed. I'm going to wrap Later, myself dudes. in cold light strings Later. <laughs> Roll around in nitro and after run oil. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by BK Designs, Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli. Superiority and MSH USA. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Buttons. Is it obvious <laughs> whose wife is eight months pregnant? <laughs> Tell Bethesda, I need me some titties. Oh, boy. Not buying the game unless there's titties in it. <laughs> some big ghibli ones, too. Titties. <laughs> Crystal clear. <laughs>